When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. and welcome back to hot off the mess i'm your host samantha bush and we're here this is going to be part one of the recording for basically today because there's just so much to cover right now like bravo sometimes does this to us where they put out every show at one time and like sometimes like you'll go through a lull where it's like okay i really just have like new york and then all of a sudden it's like it ramps up and you've got salt lake city orange county and no southern charm which is I think having a great season. Um, So I'm going to be covering OC and Southern Charm on the next episode. So you'll get that tomorrow. And then today I'm going to cover, um, oh my God, New York and Salt Lake City. But before I get into that, I just want to update everybody on some, you know, Sister Wives, my journey with Sister Wives. I am plowing through this show (laughs) it is it's shocking it's honestly shocking how much of it I have watched over the last three weeks let me okay I got my calendar in front of me it's pathetic that I know exactly what day I started I started September 2nd you guys it is the 22nd and I am on season 15 okay 15 of the show. I have finally reached the point in the show where COVID has taken hold of this family in its fucking clutches. Okay. And is wreaking havoc. Coyote Pass, we're in it, baby. We are there. We have purchased the land. No one has bought a god. No one has built a goddamn thing. Not a hole has been dug. Not a shovel has been taken to that ground. And I've never been happier. So what's interesting is we know where where we end up, you know, season 17, current season, which did take place in 2021. So let's just throw that out there. Um, Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Bravo. Bravo would never do that to us. But TLC said, you guys are going to get the fuck to work. It is COVID. The camera crews cannot be there. You're filming on your phones. Guys, these people are setting up tripods. They have their flashes on in the middle of the in the middle of the night in the woods on their 20 on their 30th anniversary picnic. I'm talking to you, Mary and Cody. Guys, they are professionals in the most 
unprofessional way I can think of. Like they didn't, they were like, TLC wasn't like, we're going to ship you guys cameras, maybe some microphones, like nothing. They're literally like, oh no, no, no. Like we're filming on, and you're going to be filming on your phones. And that's just what it is, what it is. And that's the kind of footage we're getting later in the game. Now, Cody is very, very afraid of COVID, a.k.a. he just wants an excuse to only stay at Robin's house with Robin's kids. That is it. His other kids are kind of catching up or catching on to this whole situation because they're like, we haven't seen dad in weeks. Hunter, my sweet Hunter, is home from college for the first time since he graduated undergrad and now he's going on to John Hopkins University. I know too much about these fucking people. It's crazy. He's like, I haven't seen my dad in months. Months, you guys. Cody doesn't see these people for weeks on end. His daughter, Isabel, is getting spinal surgery because she has a 50 degree curve on her spine due to scoliosis that is just getting worse and worse. Guess what? He's not going. He's not going to her surgery. And her and Christina are both looking at him like, what are you talking about? Like the doctors say that it's okay to like get this procedure done. It's not like, you know, I want to get my nose done or my boobs. It's like, dad, like I just want to have a regular spine. I want to sit up straight. He's not going. Therefore, he's not seeing them for, I want to say he said like about eight weeks he wasn't going to be seeing them because then they got a quarantine and he thinks that his family isn't taking this COVID seriously and which isn't true. Like they're a family. And so they just like want it. I don't know. It's fucking crazy. Christina's on at her wits end. She's done with this marriage. She's done with Cody. Cody is so done with Mary. He and Mary went on a 30th anniversary like little excursion picnic dinner. They are so far gone and she is so desperate for this man who quite literally has looked her in the face, in the eyes, you guys. And then like, I don't want a romantic relationship with you. I don't love you like that. We haven't had a relationship in years since the catfish, which was five years ago at this point. And she's so desperate, so desperate. She looks at him at one point after he says all of this to her. And she goes, what would you do if I kissed you right now? He looks at her like I would throw up on you. Like, did you not just hear what I fucking said? But he will never be like, I'm going to leave. It's like he wants them to make that decision. And uh, you just really start to see things unravel in a way that, wow, life comes at you fast. And it's all because of COVID and all because of Robin, that fucking manipulative little wench. Guys, she's a wench. I cannot stand this woman. There were like periods of time on the show where I definitely was like, okay, like I get what she's saying or I get where she's coming from. Oh, it's nice to see her and Christine like have some sort of like, rapport relationship that is all over now guys over her kids also she's raised some little freaks some little weirdos it's alarming they're so emotionally stunted these kids it's and all of them are all five of her kids are two of them are cody's biological kids solomon and um ariella 
Those are his biological children with Robin, but the other three are from a previous relationship. Um, wow, they're real stunted, you guys. It's very bizarre. But it's the best show I've ever seen. I can't get enough of it. I can't stop talking about it. Chris Lewis and I are also going to be covering Welcome to Plathville over on our Patreon. So shortcomings.com slash or patreon.com slash shortcomings. It's going to be a doozy. We cannot wait. It's the titles of these episodes alone. Uh, let me just read some to you. Okay. Welcome to Plathville. It's of course on the Learning Channel. The episode title for season five, episode one is just simply, is this a dagger which I see before me? Episode four, life's but a walking shadow. This sounds riveting. I can't wait. It's on HBO Max. All these shows are on HBO Max. Um, Highly, highly recommend to get into um, Sister Wives if you're not already. And I had a very sweet woman um, I was gonna say girl, but she's a woman. She um, DM'd me today and she told me about her breakup and, you know, she's going through it right now. And she basically wants a whole episode dedicated to relationships and breakups and friendships and um, how to move through these things. And I would love to do that. If that is something you guys are interested in, please, please let me know. Um, because yeah, we're all going through it right now. I'm not sure what the fuck happened this summer, but everyone is breaking up, not just celebrities. I'm talking close friends, acquaintances, people on the internet that I know. Everyone is breaking up and it's that I truly don't know why. I think it's so interesting. And like, I, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like it, but I can talk about that forever. You know, I'm in the throes of a breakup right now, um, which I've been doing just fine with actually, which I don't know what that says about me. Um, but you know, we've all been heartbroken and it fucking sucks. And that's to state the obvious, but enough of that. I do want to get into Real Houses of New York City. And then I do want to obviously talk about Real Houses of Salt Lake City, which is a top tier Housewives franchise. So with New York City, I came into this season, the first like two or three episodes, I think I was championing this show in a way that I wasn't seeing anyone else talk about it. I was loving it. I was loving these women. They're a breath of fresh. They, they really are fascinating to me they feel very real to me I I relate to them but of course sometimes I'm like I don't relate to anything that you're saying or going through I don't know I enjoyed them and I say that as past tense because wow how quickly I have just stopped Now, will I watch every single episode yes do I want all of them to come back next season of course I just don't really care for any of them. So my ranking as of right now is Jenna is my number one. And these are, this is from favorite to least favorite. Jenna is my number one right now. I find her to be entertaining in a very boring way, but I enjoy it because she kind of reminds me of like a Carol Radzi, like from the very beginning of the show, not like when she was going up against Bethany in season 10. I'm talking like season five and six and seven. Those are fun Carol years for me. 
Um, she kind of has that kind of laid back energy, but also like Greek chorus vibes. I don't know. I'm into Jenna. I also would love Jenna to have her own show. Chris and I talked about that on shortcomings too. I was like, I, I would love that. Um, and then, then I got to tell you, you guys, I'm going to say it. Uba's my number two. I'm enjoying Uba because she has no alliances to anybody, it appears. She just kind of says what's right and what's wrong. And it really doesn't matter who the fuck you are. She's going to call you out on your shit and be like, well, that's actually like not cool. Or she kind of almost like interprets what the women are saying to then like help the fights kind of move along and resolve themselves. Like with the Aaron and Bryn stuff, she was like, "Okay, well, Bryn, like you're at her fucking anniversary party. Like maybe let's apologize to what you said to her husband and not the fact that you said the party was boring. Um, you know, like maybe let's do that. Also, I don't know. So Jenna, Uba, Jessel, just cause I find Jessel. I mean, I'll never forget the way she said Judith. I'll never forget it. It was, it was perfect. And I find her to be funny and unhinged and I enjoy that. Next, uh, so this is when the list starts getting kind of complicated because you have Aaron, Sai, and Bryn, okay? Three of these, these three women, I find to be so, well, Aaron, I just find to be humorless. I find Aaron to not have a single ounce of humor in her body, not a bone, not a funny bone in her body. When Uba simply was like, wet ass pussy, and she said, wet ass pussy, wet ass, yeah, sweetie, what? And then she says in the confessional, she's 35, what a shock. This woman is 35 years old. She's about four years older than me, and she's like talking about wet ass pussy, like this it's very weird jenna was like looking at her like can you lighten the fuck up like i just want aaron to just like breathe for a second i just want aaron to like let go for a minute because she just fucking can't she just is incapable and you know there was a point later on in the latest episode where you know she was quote pulling a prank on uba Taking someone's phone is not a prank. That's just like a stupid thing. It's kind of like when Kyle and Kim like stole Brandy's crutches. It's like, that's not a prank. Like, that's just like a weird fucking annoying thing to do. Um, I also don't think pushing someone in the pool is a prank. Like, call me crazy. I don't think these things are pranks. I think like switching the sugar and salt, you know, is a prank. I think, you know, maybe hiding in a closet and jumping out that's a it's scaring someone that is a prank i don't think like uba leaving her phone in the in the car <laughs> and Aaron being like i'm taking it that's not a prank that's just like taking someone's phone and she looked at Brynn and she was like i am so chill what are you talking about that is a woman who lacks so much self-awareness and as someone who like genuinely loved her in the beginning i was like wow like i really like her i think she's cool i like that she's like a native new yorker i i don't know i was like i was into her i was buying what she was selling and i just can't with aaron any longer i just i can't and i'm not going to then i have 
see all of these women kind of rank the same on my little meter board here, my leaderboard. Um, then I have Bryn, who you guys know, like I've really struggled with my like feelings towards Bryn. I don't find Bryn to be funny. I find Bryn to be really cringe and embarrassing at times. But I also think like her and I would get along. Like I think she'd be like a fun girly. I just can't get a fucking read on her. Cause like there are moments where I'm like, oh, like I like her. I like learning about her. I like when she has like more of these like real down to earth like moments. Um, but the sitting out at dinner, it doesn't work for me. Uba sitting out, going to bed doesn't work for me. Uh, get these women up and fucking ready to go. You don't get to sit out dinner because Aaron made a crack about you freezing your eggs. Sorry, you're filming. This is your job, babe. Get fucking to work. I've seen Sonia Morgan. I saw Dorinda goddamn Medley at a dinner so blown out of her fucking mind. She stabbed her own hand. And you're taking a nap because someone mentioned your ovaries? Please be serious. Be fucking serious. This is what I'm talking about. Show up. Mic up. Don't sit in that empty house, you know, because you're just like, well, for one dinner, like I'm gonna, you know, sit out because we have that rule. Like if you want to sit out one thing, you can't. That's the dumbest fucking rule I've ever heard of. I don't I don't believe in it. Luann was home from fucking prison. And guess what? Cameras were in that car. Cameras were in that sh- in that fucking van recording her because she's a professional. That's what I'm saying. I'm just not into it. I'm not here for it. It disappointed me. It disappointed me that Bryn would like let that like get to her in that way. Like it, move on, move on. Everybody like lighten the fuck up, honestly. Well, to like, my thing is, is to go up to Aaron's husband, make jokes about leaving Aaron at her anniversary party. But Aaron can't be like, um, I think you're embellishing the story a little bit. That's a problem. It's kind of like the time Heather Dubrow sat down Tamara Judge in season, I believe nine. And she simply just said to Tamara, she was like, so I correct someone's grammar, but someone can call me an asshole. And like, that's a no, like what I do is a no, no. Like, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. It's weird. I, I And then we have Sai, who I cannot stand. I find her, frankly, I find her to be insufferable. This woman is, there's something afoot with her. Her obsession with food is very, very weird to me. This like constantly talking about it, constantly having to order food, constantly being like, why are we eating? Why aren't we doing this? You know, let's get this salmon snapper, you know, asparagus, whatever. It's like, what are you doing? Like, are I genuinely want to be like, are you okay? Are you okay? Because it's coming off very, very weird. And it's not a fun shtick, like talking about food and like how hungry you are all the time. Like that's not a fun thing to talk about. I, I don't get it. I don't like her. I think she's beautiful. I need her skincare routine immediately. I love her fashions. Like I love the way that she dresses. I think it's impeccable. But like keep that on Instagram. I don't need to. I don't want to watch you being like, got to get content. Got to get content for my Instagram. 
shut the fuck up. Gotta get cunt. Like, what are you doing? Like, interact with these women. Stop, like, setting up your fucking tripod and, like, taking photos. It's just, like, so fucking cringe. I I just, I can't, you guys, I feel terrible. I just can't stand her. There's something about her that's so triggering to me, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. And then we have to talk about this, like, constant battle with these women over like who has had the hardest life and it's like it's now it's getting to the point like with this whole Jessel story like it's getting really weird to me like you can talk about what you've gone through in your life and you can talk about you know the hardships that you've faced but when other people present to you the things that they've gone through that might have been hard for them you kind of should just sit there and like let them feel that way and like give them the space to feel that. I don't think sitting there and being like, well, your parents, you know, trauma isn't your trauma. It's like, well, actually what you're you like Uba said, like you are who you were raised by. So like the things that your parents have gone through in life, like has affected you, you know, like my grandpa committing suicide didn't directly affect me because I didn't know him, but it affected my dad, which then in turns affects me. You get what I'm saying? So to sit there and be like, oh, well, you lived with your uncle. Like I didn't have anything. It's like, okay, like you didn't, we got it. That sucks. That's really sad. But like Jessel's allowed to feel this way. This was hard for her. This was her hardship. It's just, it's fucking weird. You know, and that's honestly, I appreciate Jenna for just simply being like, yeah, like, you know, some things in my life were difficult, but like I moved on and like she keeps it short. She keeps it snappy and she moves on, you know, and Aaron, I'm glad doesn't pretend that she had a hard life because she didn't. But to to have like this side just can't allow anybody to feel any any way unless, you know, she deems it you know, worse than her life. It's, I don't know. I, maybe I'm a bitch. Maybe I'm coming off horribly. I don't know. Like, I just don't like this, like this game we're playing. I don't think it's fun. I don't think this is entertaining. I don't, because also the way that they all talk about stuff, in my opinion, just feels so unnatural to sit at a table and play a game and be like, what's your most embarrassing story? And it's like, your kid cried on a plane. Like, that's your most embarrassing story. Okay. And like, to just sit there and have, because they've done this multiple times where it's like, they go and they sit at a table, the camera's rolling, and they just immediately come prepared with the story that they want to tell. And they're not really engaging with the person actually telling the story. They're sitting there already calculating what they're going to say next that could maybe lead into what they can say about themselves to make sure that they get their story in so it's like I get why Jenna doesn't talk to them about this shit why would she these people are not kind to her they don't give her the space to feel anything they're like well you don't tell us anything why would Jenna sit there as Bryn is pouring her heart out about her life why would Jenna sit there and be like by the way, you guys, my name is, my name is actually Judith. That would be fucking crazy. That would be crazy. 
So I don't know, like there's something very strange about the way that they are interacting that they have to figure, they have to do something about this. It just does not feel natural. You know, I liked them in the beginning because I felt like there was a lot more going on in their interactions where they didn't have to fall back on these like, you know, well, my most embarrassing story is, oh, well, this traumatic thing happened to me. It's like, we can just have a conversation. Like we don't have, I don't know. I'm very frustrated by this. I I don't find it fun. Like I said, I don't find this entertaining. Like I find it really boring, actually. I'm sorry. Like, and I was someone who loved, loved, loved the new Roni. But like now that like it's devolving into just sitting around a dinner table talking at each other about nothing like I'm like this is not fun this is not fun and I don't really like to come on the mic and like bitch and complain and like not be positive but like I just what am I supposed to say these women sit around a table and go my most embarrassing story all right cool awesome anyway like okay and they need to do activities they need to like go you know, on a jet ski, they need to like be fucking in new environments, like just sitting around a table, breakfast, like the fact that I know like the layout of that breakfast table is upsetting to me. They've sat at that goddamn table. Like I know what they're eating every morning for breakfast. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. We have the bacon that he keeps putting into a cross, you know, a cross hatching um, design every time, you know, he deli- the chef delivers it like, oh, you know, Bryn's going to sit there. Aaron's going to sit there. They're all going to come out one by one and we're going to ooh and ah over everyone's outfit. And then we like, I'm bored. I'm bored of it. And I hate to come on here and bitch, but like, I, I just, I'm so bored of it. It's these women, I mean, I, I think next season, I think they'll be better because they'll have, you know, more experience under their belts. They'll know each other longer. But I do think we also need to expand their worlds a little bit. Like, I want more about, I want I want Erin's sister in the mix because she seemed like she'd stir it the fuck up. I want someone in size, you know, friend group or Brins or Jen, anybody. I, I can't just sit and watch these women, you know, come with their little prepared stories. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's like very annoying to me. And it's annoying that like Cy doesn't give space to like anyone to feel that what they went through either bothers me. But anyway, that's like pretty much all I have for New York, you guys. I mean, except for like the very, very, um, Aaron was being incredibly aggressive aggressive with Uba and saying like the Trump jumped out basically is what I'm trying to say the Trump and Aaron jumped the fuck out and running around the house saying that she's so scared of Uba um is not a good look and um yeah you shouldn't have taken her phone so and don't talk to her with sunglasses on she'll snap right off your face you know I I'm just interested to see how the reunion plays out I have been seeing on Instagram, you know, they're all like, oh, we love each other. We're all friends. It's like, I don't want that. That's not why I'm here. Please, please be serious. Well, let's get into the top tier franchise. I mean, OC obviously is killing it in my opinion as well, but I think Salt Lake City is really, Salt Lake City is just one of the most fascinating group dynamics I've ever seen. Honestly, like they are just such a a hodgepodge group of people 
they really are they this group they all look like muppets they all dress like muppets they all have very strange accents like they're all otherworldly meredith and her rumors rumors i'm like what the fuck is going on (laughs) it's insane the way that Meredith Marks talks, I said this last year, she talks like she's in cursive, like that's how she speaks. They're, I mean, so they're at the Trixie Motel, which I love Trixie. I met Trixie in person. I went to DragCon with Gracie and our friends, Matthew and Ivan. It was such a fun experience. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's like, it's crazy like watching Trixie because like I've watched her since like she was on drag race. And so it's like been really amazing, you know, to see how much she's grown and like how successful she is. I think that that's so exciting. And, you know, I still like religiously watch um, her YouTube channel because I'm, you know, still stuck in 2013 where I watch YouTube. And um, that was fun. I mean, I really, really desperately want to go to the Trixie Motel, like desperately. Um, You know, Whitney surprises them with Angie, Meredith, barely reacts because I just think Meredith's on so many beta blockers like she physically can't react in the moment like it's just impossible like she because we see it later on at the dinner she short circuits completely guys I'm obsessed with Monica I love her so much I think she is a breath of fresh I think she's funny heartwarming very vulnerable I mean sharing to this group and on television that you fucked your brother-in-law and then you got excommunicated by the Mormon church I mean I can't think of a better housewife then I come to find out let me read this to you I come to find out so it says Jen Shaw's former assistant Marie Marillo was on Bravo and Blaze. He spilled the tea that it was Monica who secretly who secretly recorded and leaked this video of Jen going off on her dress designer. And this was posted by Bravo Babe on Twitter. What? If you guys don't know what video I'm talking about. And that's it. And you can stop fucking smiling, bitch. And being a fucking bitch. Because you are. Yeah, you are. And call and handle this shit. Okay, let's... It's... No, not let. You fucking handle it. Okay. Fucking don't have a fucking attitude with me. I'm going to... I'm fucking going to reunion this week. Shut the fuck up! Okay, okay. No, you lost Shut the fuck up! Get the fuck out! I'm tired! So that video goes on for about two minutes of her just ruining these people and being so evil to her assistants her close friends her dress designers and monica is the one that allegedly recorded that video and then i'm not sure who leaked it unless did i just read that she leaked it one second i'm so stupid um yeah she is the one that leaked it okay that's what i thought so she's the one that leaked it. I mean, iconic, you know, and she was an FBI informant. Like we need this woman on our screens for the rest of time. Um, I don't know. I just love her. 
And something I love that happens on these shows is this is how it always goes down. When a woman brings a friend on a show, they are never going to be friends again. We see it all the time. Ashley and Candace, Tamara and Jen. Um, I mean, the list, it goes on and on and on and on. It's like, it's an old wives tale at this point. Like if you bring someone on, they're not going to be your friend because you constantly want them to be on your side. I mean, the fact that Angie K is not a full-time housewife, but Monica is, and Monica was her friend. I mean, that's kind of iconic. I hate to say it. Angie K is one of the shadowiest figures ever. She's so, I mean, she's exactly what Heather Gay describes her as. She's like, you try to leech on to Jen. It didn't work. You try to you know, latch on to this person. It didn't work. This person didn't work. So now you're onto Whitney and she's right. She's a hundred percent right. This woman wants to be a housewife so fucking bad. And I, we get it. You're Greek. We got it. She's like, guys, I think this dress is Grecian because you know, I'm Greek. It's like, babe, we got it. We know you won't let us forget. God, that dinner. First of all, I didn't really understand the game they were playing. They were like, we're going to all dress each other. And then proceeded to go to like Spencer's. I'm like, what's happening right now? Why are we doing this? It just didn't make any sense to me. Um, And they all looked crazy. I mean, when Meredith put on that yellow dress and Lisa's like, oh my God, Mary, you look like you are like, on the coast on the mafia coast it's like hmm, she doesn't and i mean like mary cosby said whoever dressed lisa hates her and that's true because she looked nuts no i think lisa can really pull off anything but she did look fucking crazy and then you know whitney that was a confusing look to me um monica i didn't mind but i didn't love the hat um, and Heather, I mean, Heather, 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 sweet Heather in that bomber jacket with that bedazzled hat straight out of Orange County. It was tragic. It was tragic. Then we get to dinner and shit just unfolds in a way. It was so amazing. It was like the dinner party from hell. They were all going around the tables being like, what's our fuzzy moment? What's our prickly moment? And of course, you know, Monica is like, Lisa, you're my fuzzy moment, but also I can't fucking stand you. And I really hate how much you talk about that $60,000 ring that you lost because there are bigger problems. And with that said, if I lost my $60,000 ring in the toilet of a public restroom, I wouldn't shut the fuck up about it either. Okay. I need to make that clear. I don't think any of the women would not talk about it. She lost a $60,000 ring. She's going to say something about it. I don't know what these women want from her. Lisa can't really win. I just think Lisa, you know, she's a good time, but I think these women can't stand her. And that's just the facts. And then like Angie K and Meredith get into it. They come at each other in such a way like you know she's like I don't feel welcome here and Meredith's like well you weren't invited you fucking bitch you know and Meredith really <sighs> Meredith is tough for me because I do enjoy her on the show like I find her to be entertaining 
but like, I just kind of don't understand her and how quickly, like she literally just like has no feeling, no feeling, no feeling, no feeling. And then all of a sudden it's like, you can leave. It's like, what did I miss? Like, I know you don't like Angie K. No one really does guys. Let's be honest. No one likes Angie K. These women are not her friends. Whitney, I'm talking to you, babe. You, you don't really fuck with Angie K like that. Let's be real. You did it to get under Meredith's skin. That's all that was. Well, and um, oh my God, I just got in a news alert. Allegedly, Danielle broke a glass over Jennifer Aiden's head last night. Sorry, what? Oh my God. If that's true, that's crazy. Wow, the things that... Wow, 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 wow. What's going on? There's a lot happening in the world of Bravo. I swear to God, sometimes it just like pops the fuck off. Wow, okay. You know, and then shit just explodes. Meredith is crying and her face is not moving. I don't think I saw a single tear being shed. Monica is holding her in the bus. Again, Sprinter vans make their grand appearance. And um, then Heather Gay does something so shocking. Something I've never seen on this show. But she pisses herself and throws up at the same time on a bus. The ending shot of just the pee dribble down to the floor of this bus as she throws up in that bedazzled hat and Ed Hardy bomber jacket. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Guys, this show is delivering. It's delivering in a way that I wasn't expecting. So I was like, what is the world without Jen Shaw and her elder scams? I mean, also... I have to laugh when Mary was like, or yeah, Mary M. Cosby was like, Whitney, you called me pornography. And when he's like, what are you talking about? Heather out of the darkness, abyss, corner, hole that just goes predator. Guys, it was incredible. It was top tier television. I am obsessed. I cannot wait for next week's episode because I just think the season's just going to get better and better and better because these are women who just are fucking performing. No one is sleeping. No one is staying in. No one's sitting around the table going like, well, this happened. No, these women are like, I can't stand you. We're going to dress up and look insane. And we're going to get shit faced. And the thing about the women of Salt Lake City is you never see them actually like drinking. Like with the women on, on OC, like you're watching them take shots. You're watching them like order, you know, vodka straight up with ice, like these women are like just kind of drinking, but then you like watching them. You're just like, oh shit, you're like fucked up. Like I blink and like, you know, Whitney's stumbling out of the van saying she has sympathy throw up, you know, with Heather and that pee dribble just, oh God, I'm going to watch it again after I record because it's just, it was a perfect episode of television all the way around. It was hilarious. Monica and Mary together oddly make sense to me. Um, I'm so happy Mary is back just because I think her antics are so crazy when she was so confused who Trixie was. She was like, is who is Trixie? Am I supposed to know who Trixie is? I was like, well, kind of like you're staying at her house, Um, but you do you mama like go off. I don't know. It's crazy. 
uh, how are you guys feeling about it? Please let me know. You know, please slide into my DMs and tell me how you're feeling about Salt Lake City because I personally can't get enough. Also, I'm so excited for this weekend because I'm going to the cider mill. It's going to be so fun. Um, But I will be recording again tomorrow just so I can talk about Orange County and Southern Charm because a lot's going on over there, especially especially on Southern Charm. There's lots of secrecy and fucking and boyfriends and girlfriends. And I don't know. And guys, I'm attracted to Craig. Okay. I, I don't know what came over me. I don't know what has happened. I don't know if it's because I'm down bad right now. And, you know, I'm like 30 and single and thriving potentially. Um, but I don't know. He's doing something for me. Paige, you really, you really got that man together. Cause he is stepping up in a way that he hasn't in a long time. Remember when he was like slumped over on Adderall during that one reunion, accusing Madison of like having an affair with A-Rod and then A-Rod and Ben or yeah. Then J-Lo broke up with A-Rod and then her and Ben got back together. I think about that a lot. I think about that actually all the time. It's my Roman empire. Like I posted on Instagram. Wow. Bravo really has given us so much. All roads lead to Bravo. That's like my saying. It really, it really does. Oh, wow. Well, I hope you guys have a good rest of your Friday. I will, you will be hearing from me tomorrow. Um, And please rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'll see you guys soon. Bye. Media Production.